Experience the joy of running in the new Triumph 22 from Saucony, the original running brand. Stacked with luxury foam cushioning, Triumph 22 turns miles into smiles with the ultimate blend of comfort and energy return. Shop Triumph 22 at Saucony.com. That's S-A-U-C-O-N-Y.com. When I found out I was going to be a parent, I immediately felt a lot of anxiety and worry. So I went on to BetterHelp to try to look for a therapist to help me with that. My relationship with my family and with my boyfriend and with myself were suffering. I really needed help. I was ruminating a lot. Really getting those thoughts out to a therapist and getting feedback was just life-changing. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It is Bet the Edge here on a Friday, a casual Friday, a happy Friday, coming off some nice wins last night. Thanks for joining us here on the NBC Sports Edge YouTube channel. He is Drew Dinsick. I am your host, Sarah Perlman. And coming up today on the podcast, we have Tom Casale joining us to run through the second half of the Sweet 16. He's going to give us his favorite plays for tonight's slate. We're also going to get into some value plays where he thinks there's value in the national title. Now, without Gonzaga and Arizona in the picture, eliminated last night. And our good friend, head trader at PointsBet, Jay Croucher, he's going to join the show and give us an update now on how the books made out yesterday and what they are sweating down the home, uh, the home stretch for March Madness. We'll also get into the NBA and the Eastern Conference in particular because that is wide open. And we have our edge of the day, our best bets to round out the week here on Bet the Edge. It's all coming up here on Bet the Edge powered by PointsBet. Drew, after all of that, Crazy night last night. There is something I want to start with, and that is Arkansas, because we talked about your Calcutta group, and I had Arkansas to cover, and that's where I want to begin, because kudos to you. Congratulations to you. Big win last night. Pulling off the upset as 10.5, 10-point underdogs. Woo pig suey. That was incredible. Such a fun game. Great kick call by you in both of your plays yesterday. The Western I feel like Conference. it was due, and I hate using that term, but like it was it was due. I went through at the end of the season. Yeah. And- the Western region has been renamed the Perlman region. She's basically got it entirely mapped out at this point. Um, and honestly, though, Arkansas with the incredible upset and, you know, watching it play out in real time, it took a long time in that game before I really let it sink in that this might actually happen. They may actually win. I was close to calling you after the game last night. I was Ooh. close. And I was like, I hope you're <laughs> having a cocktail enjoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Back and talk yeah. to me. I did a couple laps around the living room and 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 then yeah, had a nice cocktail. It was it was exactly it was exactly what you would picture. Um, for sure. but no, it was super super fun win for Arkansas. And uh, as you watch the game play out, the major takeaway was if you cannot create defensive turnovers in March Madness and you find yourself at a disadvantage in the second half, you are in deep trouble and you saw play out almost exactly that way. People will point to, oh, the foul calls on Chet Holmgren were soft. Yeah, that's true. That happens. Like you have to be able to be resilient to that sort of stuff in the tournament. And honestly, the fact that they could not create free points off of turnovers was a problem. You know, Arkansas played amazingly well. Arkansas hit some incredibly clutch three pointers. Um, and, uh, you know, Gonzaga missed a bunch of bunnies like it. You know, they had, uh, you know, a night where they couldn't hit free throws in the first half. They couldn't make anything close to the rim. They got a little bit tight. They didn't get much from some of their role players. Uh, and the next thing you know, Arkansas is running away with it. It was a wild to watch play out. 
and uh, ultimately, um, you know, I, I, it's amazing. But, uh, you know, another year goes by and Gonzaga is an early elimination yeah. from the tournament. And then that led into the game of the night, though. Uh, oh, Jalen Williams did play amazing defense on Timmy, I thought. Although I think I'm not really ready to write off Timmy's performance. I thought he played hard, you know, certainly. But that's the that's just they it. Could, like, they, yeah, they can they controlled the game and it's hard to be in comeback mode. I think they probably went in um, thinking they were going to take care of business against an Arkansas team that good defensively, but offensively yeah. didn't show that they'd be able to keep the tempo of Gonzaga's offense. And ultimately Gonzaga didn't come close to their point total scored 68 points. I think it closed around 82 points for their point total. They yeah. shut them down plain and simple. So a one seed knocked off in Gonzaga. My bracket was gone a long time ago. It was done a long time ago, but it really solidified the deal. Gonzaga lost last night, um, but I'm happy Arkansas covered. I'm more happy they won for you. Villanova, they took care of business, beat Michigan. They covered Duke. You're on the mater. Can you believe it? First of all, thank you for the over. I am thrilled about a high Easy school over. in that game. Easy over. Uh, needed that one. That was exciting, though. Duke wins by five, takes off Texas Tech, the best defensive team in the country. And now it kind of seems like after Arkansas's win last night, it's shaping up pretty nicely for the Duke Blue Devils. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, hat tip to future coach John Shire of Duke. I thought that uh, there were some nice moves that they made that did not look like characteristic Coach K Duke in that second half, especially. I was like, wow, this is refreshing. I don't recognize this team at all. So I know I think ultimately it was cool to see uh, Duke get the win. A lot of a lot of haters out there crying on Twitter. Sorry. You know, Duke wins again, uh, you know, bummer. Uh, but no, ultimately, Duke being in the in the mix is always more entertaining from a uh, fan's point of view, in my opinion. And honestly, I think uh, we may be up for a Duke-UNC rematch in the Final Four. That would be a nice would be way to insane. Are you excited to watch another farewell opening of the, on, on TV of Coach Day every time now? I, I'm not really watching them. <laughs> <laughs> The camera just zooms in on him. Like, could this be Coach K's final game? I'm like, I don't know. I don't. Let's just talk about it after if they lose. It was. Look, if you can, I, I know. Look, our yeah, we have friends that work at CBS that do a great job. An amazing coverage. Not the them. Coverage, it has to be the tournament coverage though. It's been a little rough. I gotta say, I can't really listen to the call of the game sometimes, and uh, you know, and, and certainly some of the reaction on Twitter is is also pretty rough. But uh, um, so at these days, you know, I put on some. You know, it's it, there isn't a great solution for what you listen to during the action of the game that you can kind of just really sink into them. You know, the it's the story, the right? Moment. And people that don't yeah. bite into it need that story. And I totally recognize that. But from our stand, from our standpoint, I'm like, all right, he's still here. They covered, they win. Let's move yeah. forward. Yeah. Houston takes care of business. Final thought here. They win 72 to 60. A lot of yeah. our guys were on Houston, including Vaughn. I know yesterday. Uh, so mm -hmm. credit to him. I didn't take the Houston Cougars. Wish I did getting the two, they went out right and yep. kind of kicking myself for not believing in them more leading into the tournament. They kind of yep. showed all season long how good they could be and how solid they were. Houston is a problem. The analytics darlings of everyone that runs numbers in college basketball at the team level is like this Houston team is amazing. Why aren't they getting respect? They're the second best team in the country. How in the sure. world are they the five seed? They do nothing but beat, you know, they beat superior opponents. It's uh, it was that was a one-way one-way action last night against Arizona, and that's not to say Arizona came out and played poorly. Houston just is that good. Some of the key matchups that people were pointing to before that game, they didn't even really break in favor of Houston. Houston just is a very, very solid team, well-coached team. 
Uh, and you know, the market is finally respecting them a little bit, a little giving bit, them yeah. two points uh, over Villanova. Uh, we didn't mention the Duke Arkansas line, but Duke uh, opened up at minus four. I think that's coming down. Uh, that probably should be a one and a half ish point game by all accounts. Um, so we're going to get two amazing uh, Elite Eight games from those two regions, from what I can tell you. And we're going to get into the Sweet 16, the, the remainder games coming up tonight in just a few minutes. But for now, I have to remind you the madness is upon us. Get an Edge Plus annual subscription now to unlock our college basketball DFS and betting tools. We have game predictions, player prop projections, and more. Get ready to cut down the nets. Use the promo code BRACKETS20. You'll get every tool for every sport with your Edge Plus subscription, including our new fantasy baseball draft guide powered by Roto World. So go to NBCSportsEdge.com slash Edge Plus and use promo code BRACKETS20 check out to find your edge. And like I said, there's some good games tonight and who better to bring on than Tom Casali to help us get into the rest of the Sweet 16 round. Um, by the way, if you're looking for some underdog power rankings that Vaughn and Tom do an awesome job of, uh, be sure to go to NBCSportsEdge.com and you could find more as we get into the games for tonight. Now, Tom, I really hope we're on the same side for a game that we're about to get into. It is Miami. The Hurricanes taking on Ohio State. Miami's favored by three. Seems like it's one-way action this morning on the Canes. Total is 133. What do you got on Miami taking on the Cyclones? Yeah, this was my favorite Sweet 16 bet. You know, as we get as we get along here, I start to become more selective. And this is my main bet for the Sweet 16 is Miami. I actually got a minus one right on the open. They're up to three. It, to me, it's the guard play. The, their guards do not turn the ball over. They have four ball handlers. I think that's important against the Cyclones team that thrives off getting steals, getting turnovers, and turning them into points. And when they're not, they can struggle on the offensive end. And on the other side of the ball, Miami can create turnovers, and Iowa State can be pretty sloppy with the ball. So I, I give Miami quite a big edge here in guard play. And we've seen that in the first two games. Remember, Miami isn't the biggest team in the country, and they played two of the tallest teams in Auburn and USC and played great defense down low. And making those uh, USC and Auburn guards beat them from the outside, they couldn't. I think they'll have a similar strategy tonight with Iowa State. I, I really like Miami in this spot. And, and to be honest, I thought there would be a sleeper Final Four team this year. wasn't sure who it would be. It might be Miami because if they win this game, I think they would have a chance against Kansas if Kansas beats Providence. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I mean, it is hurricane season, but, I, you know, Final Four, I mean, I know, honestly, I think uh, we, have, we have Miami and Kansas in the Calcutta, so. Be, It'd be solid. I told, I told you, I have a, um, a big bet on Miami to make the final four. Ooh, I was able okay. to uh, place okay. and I was doing some work in some legal betting states, got a good juicy number. So yeah, now that's... I'm in this situation where I need them to win tonight and then kind of see what the number and then how Kansas opened up, if there's even room to hedge because Kansas yeah. could open up as an employee. Listen, I have a Kansas future, but everybody's talking about Kansas. I watched a team that barely beat Creighton without Creighton's two best players. So, you know, Kansas has a lot of flaws. Hmm. It's hurricane season. Tell your friends, Drew. It's hurricane season. Um, well, the uh, the general, I guess, the most talked about game of the uh, of this, uh, you know, le le this portion of the Sweet 16 is going to be UCLA, North Carolina, mostly because these are two storied programs, two huge, uh, hugely influential fan bases in the college basketball space, and UCLA currently sitting at minus two and a half, which is interesting because depending on who you talk to. 
Jaime Jaquez is not going to play or he's going to be fine. And uh, that tends to move markets information like that. And yet we still see it stuck at two and a half. Um, I guess the read on this is that he is truly 50 50. Um, does that matter for this matchup? And does, you know, it, you know, I guess a UNC team that has been somewhat inconsistent throughout the balance of the season. Can you trust them even as an underdog catching a few, uh, catching some, some plus money on the money line here? Uh, this is an interesting game because North Carolina is playing extremely well. I do think the line's a little bit short. I like the, I, there's two plays I got for this game. I like the North Carolina team total over 69 and a half. You know, they're, they're averaging 94 points in the tournament. Now, UCLA is not going to play the same speed as Marquette and Baylor played. But you're, you're looking at a 25-point difference. And I think when you look at UCLA's defense, They've struggled in four games with Gonzaga and Arizona. They're one in three against those teams, and they play fast like North Carolina. And UCLA has given up an average of 76 points in those games. They've really struggled containing those teams' transition offenses. I think they will again tonight. Now, can North Carolina stop them? I, I don't know, but I think win or lose, North Carolina can get into the 70s here. And a prop I like is I like Jules Bernard over 12 and a half points. You know, you mentioned mm-hmm. Hakez, play or not, he's not 100%. I mean, I saw him running the court uh, on that video. <laughs> he looked like me running the court, which isn't great if you're a if you're a high level college basketball player. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think even if he plays, it's not going to be his full allotted minutes. Jules Bernard has gone over 12 and a half, six of the last eight games. He's playing over 30 minutes a game. So I kind of like him in this spot to have a big game. Love the look for the team total over 69 and a half. Uh, UNC's only been held under 70 points eight times this season. So certainly putting up points, playing some of their best basketball, as you said, that's an awesome look. And the futures market, Kansas now the favorite, plus 350, Houston plus 450, Duke 5 to 1. And you can go all the way down to Iowa State if you'd like at 80 to 1 to win the national championship. Is there anything now that you're looking at that you think still offers value as we head into the second part of the Sweet 16 here? Yeah, I don't see a ton of value. Uh, Houston's the best team in the tournament. Uh, if we reseeded them, they would be number one. Uh, the they've been the most impressive team. The, the their their style of basketball has really translated over to the tournament. The way they're playing, uh, they're going to be tough. You know, UCLA plus seven hundred. If you're looking for something, they're still a tough. This is a tough game they got tonight. But if they were to win it, you know, I I think I, I like them advancing to the final four. Uh, where they would play, you know, maybe Duke. So I, I think if there's any value on the board, it's UCLA. But right now, it's I, I would say it's hard to bet against Houston. I know they got a, they got a slugfest coming up with Villanova. Those two should just fight it out in the parking lot and see who wins. But I mean, you're talking about a 60-57, just a, you know, hard fought game. But if Houston gets by that, I think they're going to win it all. Ooh, Houston, wow. looking at them right now. Plus 450 at points, but so still time to get involved. That's a good look. I know, Drew, we were just talking about all analytics pointing to them being the best team, and they certainly have a path to do so after this. Yeah. I got to tell you, well, first of all, it would be funny. And I mean, I think honestly, like considering how much shade the ACC had all season long, it would be funny if the Final Four is Houston and three ACC teams, which Correct. is possible. And then, you know, second of all, uh, the 22 to one for the Tar Heels. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Gonzaga was eliminated right now, last night, correct? 
And the winner of uh, the Tar Heel region would play the bat, you know, that uh, other semifinalist uh, in the semifinals, correct? So why exactly was more of the equity not redistributed in that direction? I'm not exactly sure I agree with how the uh, uh, how the odds changed overnight. And in particular, that 22 to 1 for the Tar Heels seems a little ludicrous because, um, I don't know, at least by my numbers, that's the best team in the, in the uh, South right now. Well, in just a few minutes, we're going to have Jay on. Jay Coucher from Points Bet Head Trader. Hopefully, he can let us know exactly what prices they're hanging and the reasoning for UNC and that juicy price. If you're not following Tom on Twitter, do so. Awesome content there covering the tournament and basketball on NBCSportsEdge.com on Twitter at the Tom Casale. Tom, let's go Canes. Thanks for having me. And Drew, if it's UNC Purdue, I'll take the over at anything under 250. Uh, that, that, that's the game I want to watch. They played earlier in the season, 93-84. Let's see it again. That's oh, a shame that it's National Peacock's Day then. So it's going to be UNC St. Peter's. Sorry, Tom. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> National Peacock Day. Well, we always come up with something new on this show. It's hurricane season and the peacocks are in full force across the country. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. The Premier League is built on hope. The hope of discovering a new star. It doesn't take long, but Darwin Nunez to make an impression. The hope of rewriting history. And the hope of continuing a dynasty. Unstoppable week after week. This is the Premier League on NBC, USA and Peacock. Bet the Edge is expanding. Drew and I now host Bet the Edge game time on Wednesdays from 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern to get you armed with all the last-minute insight, information, trends, and picks to get you ready before the games begin. So check us out on the YouTube channel. Yeah, of course. And if you've ever been looking for kind of an hour-long show to get you caught up with all the news and information, line moves, why they're moving, what still has value, as you get close to tip-off, this is the perfect antidote for what you are looking for. Check us out Wednesday, 6 p.m. Eastern. 3 p.m. Pacific as we get ready for tip-off. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sports book partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts all in a fast and reliable sports book. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply. Must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, Pennsylvania, 
Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms dash and dash conditions. Let's welcome in our guy, Jay Croucher, now from PointsBet. And Jay, good to see you. Happy Friday. Take me through the liability right now um, that you guys had, and I'm assuming some of the upsets last night have uh, fared well for you guys. But overall, uh, what you guys are looking at right now with the NCAA tournament and the Sweet 16 heading to the Elite Eight. Yeah, so mostly good results last night. Happy to get Gonzaga and Arizona in particular knocked out, but would have been nice to say goodbye to Duke, which unfortunately we weren't able to do. So they're the biggest liability now on the team that we're cheering against. Uh, we'll lose yeah, well into seven figures if Duke wins, which wouldn't be ideal. Uh, a lot of that too uh, will be to Carlos Boozer. Look, I don't want I don't want that on my resume. I don't want to lose six hundred grand to Carlos Boozer. Uh, so it'd be good if we can get Arkansas, get the Razorbacks home. Uh, plus four is the opener against Duke. So uh, I'm gonna have to take the plus four. Yeah, dude, Carlos Boozer. Uh, Carlos Boozer and I were uh, freshmen together. Uh, he showed up on campus driving around a 50k uh, Cadillac Escalade uh, from a out of from Alaska. Uh, yeah, he was he was tooting around campus on the, in the only guy driving an Escalade. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, he's quite quite an interesting character. Of course, he you know bought a house, rented it to Prince, I believe, and Prince painted all the walls purple. Just a storied history with Carlos Boozer. Be sure to check him out on Round Ball Stew podcast today. For more I'm tuning in 100. percent And a gambling man. Mm. How about that? Uh, very cool. Points bets enemy number one. Yeah. Yeah, we've uh, you know we we were we were talking about uh, how the bracket is shaping up, and you know to be fair, yeah, we were being a little uh, glib about Kansas just you know passing them through to the uh, Elite Eight here. They got to beat a Providence team that is not an easy out, as you know, and, and uh, you know they were I thought properly seeded as a four seed, but they pretty clearly have some weaknesses, and Kansas should be able to take advantage of that, but. Uh, seven and a half point spread. Kansas was not able to cover last game. I don't believe. Do we think that they, uh, you know, have enough of a talent advantage here to, to get them past the Providence Friars team that's been pretty pesky this season? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the thing is that neither of these two teams are especially good. Uh, I think that you know, relative to public perception, the advanced numbers are probably a bit lower on both of these teams. Um, but mm -hmm. here they are. Most of the public is getting behind Providence at plus seven and a half. It's about eighty percent. Our spread handle at the moment. I think that's more just, you know, fading Kansas, who perhaps aren't the most intimidating one seed we've ever seen. Um, so that's where we stand at the moment. Uh, and Kansas looks it's broken for them beautifully, where they might not even be that good, but they're still favorites to win it all just because of who is left. Uh, so they're certainly a team to watch. Yeah, that's... that was literally the way we broke it down. Like their region was nice, their path was good. Anyone else loses, and the equity all trickles into you rooted that for chaos, path. and that's what you got. Congratulations, yep. Drew. Seriously, and that was a little more <laughs> chaos today. I don't know if you heard 
Drew talking that it's National Peacock Day, and that's huge. They're getting 13 points against Purdue. They've covered and won nine and a Jay already knew it was National Peacock Day. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Sorry nice. for informing you. Obviously, you knew that. You're the head of the Peacock Society. <laughs> St. Peter's getting 13 points against Purdue. They've covered and won nine in a row. Obviously, they've had some really solid wins. Took down Kentucky and then Murray State. What should we expect? Is anyone backing the Peacocks besides Drew? Or is all the money on Purdue? All the money's on Purdue with the money line. So not many people are expecting St. Peter's to trigger another ridiculous upset but most of our spread handle is on St. Peter's um, which is a little bit surprising to me I thought that most people would have thought that the luck would run out but there's definitely been people want to root for them yeah it's the best story in the tournament by far so I think that is an aspect of it and look there's been a, a power rating adjustment for St. Peter's in the market I mean they were what plus 17 and a half plus 18 against Kentucky and now they're plus 13 to plus 12 and a half against Purdue and Kentucky's not five points better than Purdue. So there's definitely been an adjustment in that sense. Uh, so yeah, they're, they're live, you know, they're not, they're not a hundred to one to, to win this game or anything. They are a dog, but a dog in the realm of possibility um, of getting up. So, you know, hopefully for us as well, after Duke, Purdue is our biggest liability. Uh, don't necessarily want St. Peter's to go all the way and win either, but we'd like them to knock out Purdue and then, and then get beaten in the next round. I think you're speaking to exactly the way this will play out. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. of course, this is being played in the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, which, of course, is Peacock country. Um, and uh, we had a, a very how many, well how many students go to St. Peter's, by the way? Is anyone sure? Uh, I think it's about 7,500. It's a small school. Um, but uh, it doesn't matter. It's still Peacock. It's National Peacock. I, um, no, and we had a funny thing. I don't know if we could call it called... Peacock, Peacock Country when there's like four kids besides the basketball team that attend the university. Peacocks, I, if you didn't know this, Peacocks come from Sri Lanka, uh, a little island nation off of the uh, coast of India. Um, but uh, And yeah, there's wild... our deep dive on Peacocks and the wildlife <laughs> in Sri Lanka. We yeah, move I'm on. sure a lot of people were wondering where is peacock country it's sri lanka um anyway yeah we had a funny saying in college uh, if you have a friend that wants to bet on purdue uh do the right thing and convince them to perdon't uh so peacocks get through to the elite eight let's get it done um of course i have a rooting interest in the peacocks that uh you know extends beyond just winning a bet here so let's go peacocks the you know the uh, nba does not sleep it is unusual to be sitting here at the end of March and have any kind of interesting storylines to talk about when it comes to seeding, because usually things have sort of, you know, sorted themselves out by this time of year. Yet we sit here now, and I thought I had a good sense of how the Eastern Conference was going to shake out because we were starting to stratify. And now we wake up today and it's all mush again. Um, you really could convince me that any of these teams at the top between the Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, and Heat could get the one seed still. And, you know, the, you know, Whoever ends up in that two seed potentially draws the uh, mighty Brooklyn Nets in the two seven matchup. So best of luck to them. You know, when, when you currently take a giant step back and look at the Eastern Conference, you know, Sarah off the top of the show said this is up for grabs. But do you really feel like this is up for grabs or is there one team that really stands out among these four? Oh, it's, it's definitely up for grabs. And I think that Miami, uh, with these two serious hiccups against Philadelphia and Golden State, not playing their players, losing both of those games, has, has definitely made the seeding race more interesting. And then I think the other aspect, too, is that now Toronto might actually get out of the play-in uh, and get to the six or even the five seed, which 
probably makes things easier for Brooklyn as well, because I think that if Brooklyn had to go to Toronto and Kyrie can't play, then if Toronto are healthy, they're favoured in that game against Kevin Durant and, and no one else, assuming that, that Ben Simmons is out as well. I think that Toronto would be about minus one and a half in that game if they have OG Ananobi and Trent back, which presumably they would. So, yeah, it's a giant cluster. I think that Miami... They still have a relatively easy uh, schedule to finish and they still do have, you know, a one to one and a half game lead over those teams. And they have most of the tiebreakers, but they don't have the tiebreak against Boston and Boston are the hottest team and they're the surging team. And they're the team that, you know, if I had to bet my life on a team to win the Eastern Conference right now, it would be the Celtics and it wouldn't be particularly close. Just, I think that, you know, we've talked about them a lot, but yeah, it's time to start viewing this team as real. What they've done recently to Utah and Denver was obscene. It is ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> particularly the Utah game, the way they started that. Uh, I think that, you know, they're the only team right now on current form that can present an argument for Phoenix as the best team in the league. Obviously, if they can get the one seed and also avoid Brooklyn in the first round, then they're definitely the favorites to come out of the East. Celtics four to one. They were 40 to one to win the Eastern Conference in late January. They've won 21 of their last 24 games. Obviously, Jay, you've been high on them. Prices would show that as they've kind of slowly moved and currently looking at four to one. It's been ridiculous to see what they've done and tear through the Eastern Conference. Jay, before we let you go, I did want to let you know I got a text from our guy, Will Gray, with NBC Sports Edge, and he uh, informed me there are 2,300 students at St. Peter's. So I oh. just wanted to let everyone know National Peacock Day. Including grad school? Wow. So 2,301, including Drew, for the biggest oh. Peacock fans, <laughs> including grad school. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jay, we appreciate you. Love having you on every single week. I hope you have an awesome weekend. If you're not following Jay on Twitter, do so at CroucherJD. He joins us every week right here to give us some insight inside the sports book. Jay, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet. Enter a special Oscars edition of Red Carpet Pick'em for a chance to win $5,000. It's free, super easy to play. If you don't have the Predictor app yet, download it now. And Drew, you've done a fantastic job giving us some insight and in how to bet and handicap the Oscars. And we've touched on a lot of topics. So now I'll leave it to you. Is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you think we could bet on as we get ready for the Oscars this weekend and the Predictor contest? Well, a lot of these categories are pretty locked up. We talked about Will Smith, best actor yesterday. Minus one million. The uh, the supporting actor for the movie movie Coda. We haven't given Coda any shine. Maybe mm-hmm. let me give you a little uh, little breakdown of Coda. So capital C O D A stands for Child of Death Adults, uh, and the story is all about really uh, a family family from Gloucester, Massachusetts, that is a uh, a fishing family, a seafaring family. Is and... it scary? No, no, not uh. at all. This is an uplifting tale. And and Coda is um you know it, it's the story is the you know, the family deaf uh, parents one deaf son and uh, and a daughter who not only can hear but also has the talent of singing and and musical theater and that's what she aspires to do with her life but her parents of course can't appreciate it in in totality because they can't hear uh, and then of course they're fighting for their family fishing business as well it is a real heart. Uh, you know, heart pull on the heartstrings kind of a movie here. And it's racing. It is closing in quickly here on Power of the Dog for Best Picture. Um, I don't think that there's really any realistic hope that Power of the Dog gets beat for Best Picture. Um, but uh, I am certainly going to be watching the price for Coda as we close into the home stretch here because I don't, you know, 
I get the sense that there is a voting block that doesn't actually watch the movies. They just watch the trailers. And if well, you watch all up. of the trailers, the Coda trailer is uh, was the best trailer of all. The best picture movies by far, I thought. I'm going to start um, watching so. all of these movies that you've told me about. And I'm going to obviously have to after I bet on the Oscars and watch them on Sunday. But something happened last night. And it's very important that I want to let you know. I finished oh, okay. Yellowstone. So now oh, my time is free up to watch some of these amazing <laughs> movies. But I was so busy with Kevin Costner and company watching Yellowstone every night, yeah. late night, because games were on. And then I finally got to Yellowstone, finished it all four seasons. Well, you know what's cool? Um, if you want to now pivot into, I'll, I'll I'll ask you about your breakdown of Yellowstone off the air because I'm all very curious what you think. But uh, the, what's cool about today that you couldn't do back in the day, like if you wanted to just binge and stream like the best movies that were made by Hollywood last year, like you can, like they're almost all available via streaming, which mm -hmm. is very very cool. Uh, and so, you know, you can absolutely, um, you know, catch no, up. No, I'm fired up. Stuff. I'm going to watch these movies. Yeah. If, uh, and if, if, you know, it's Friday night, if you want like a, a, a real kind of Friday night ish movie, Dune was the best of them all. I thought, you know, that that's, it's I'll watch epic, Dune later and I will, I will it's an epic, you. it's adventure. Like it has some slow parts. I, you know, I, I thought they could have edited out uh, a, a good deal in the, in the final, uh, frame there, but, uh, ultimately, uh, it's part one of two know that before you go in, uh, they haven't even greenlit part two yet. I have really, I, I don't know. What's I'm, I'm waiting until part two. You lost me. I'm not watching Dune tonight. I have to wait until part two is out. I can't have a cliffhanger for okay. it. Well, it's good thing I told you because good nobody thing you told, told me everyone else on air. I know. Um, and you know what's funny? It's a remake of a movie. You know, it's a very famous science sci-fi uh, IP going back to like the you know the 60s or 70s even they made it as a movie with Kyle MacLachlan in the 80s uh, and then I never saw any of that read any of that I had no idea what the story was about sat down for the movie and the, the opening screen was like part one and I was like oh I got it so it's going to be like part one part two part three within the movie no it was part one you of what me. will be an, a, a two-part uh, tale so you know if, if that said it was still worth a watch how very am I going to well watch acted, a movie tonight well when it's Peacock Country Peacock Day there's no movies tonight. Great point. That's it's a, a good point. point. I, I'm on the West Coast. It, the, all of the games will be over by like eight. So that's good where point. I'm, that's where my head's at. Yeah, you can always watch a movie. No, I'm fast asleep <laughs> after I hopefully watch uh, them take down Purdue later today. Okay, edge of the day. We got to get, it's a Friday. People want to hear where you're going in the NBA, including myself, Drew. So getting ready for the weekend. Favorite look on the board. <sighs> what are you betting? It's a tough card, and it's been a tough week uh, for me in the NBA. I've had some ups and downs. It's been basically 500 play for me going on about 10 days now, which is always a little eh, like I'm ready for the playoffs at this point after kind of grinding and not really making any money here. That said, I like the Ma the Minnesota Timberwolves taking on the Dallas Mavericks in a matchup tonight in Minnesota. This is a uh, second of back-to-back -back home home and homes. Uh, and I thought uh, the first matchup between these two teams was extremely close. A uh, couple of breaks in Minnesota wins that game, I thought. Uh, and now that they have the uh, Mavericks at home and they are a slight rest advantage, if you go back and look at sort of the last two weeks, how much they've been asked to do. Uh, I think Minnesota comes into this uh, matchup particularly hungry, looking to get back some of that um, you know momentum that they had before 
uh, we saw the Mavericks take them down head-to-head last time out. Now, Minnesota Timberwolves right now, Carl Anthony Towns is questionable with the right forearm contusion. Um, I don't worry. I'm, I'm not seeing that as 50-50. I think he's about 90-10 to go. Ultimately, if he does go, I would expect this to close around four and a half. Uh, so laying the three with the Timberwolves, uh, expecting this to uh, to move in the direction of Minnesota. And it's on the close. move. Seeing some three and a halfs right now. So we're on the move in favor of your side. Taking the Timberwolves. You know, I ride with you. I don't need to tell you that. I'm rooting for the T-Wolves tonight to get it done, covering the three. I already talked about my play when Tom was on, but I'm taking the Miami Hurricanes. I played it at two and a half. I wish I got the one that Tom did, but seeing a lot of three, threes and a half. So a lot of steam coming in on the Hurricanes tonight. I think the biggest advantage here, obviously, is their high-powered offense facing Iowa State. Everyone was concerned about Miami's defense heading into the tournament in this game in particular. They made a lot of adjustments and strides. They faced 18 turnovers, held USC to 66 points, um, and then we just watched them hold Auburn to 61 points on just 30% shooting last week. Uh, I know Iowa State's defense has been solid all season long and in the tournament. Um, I don't think they can get into the 60s here. So for that reason, I like Miami to win and cover the two and a half and move on for the elite eight take down the cyclones tonight it's hurricane season i said it once and i'll say it again season yeah i know i I mean i I don't know you could have stopped at it's hurricane season as far as i could tell you Um, lock it in little little disappointed you didn't go with the peacocks today uh close the show with little peacock trivia did you know it takes peacocks three years to grow those beautiful tail feathers three years here's my question did you google how long does it take peacocks to grow their tail feathers or did you google interesting facts about peacocks (laughs) Peacock trivia. (laughs) (laughs) What is going on on this Friday on the show? All right. No one go through Drew's history on his computer. You never know what you're going to find. I'll leave it there. Whatever. Three years. I don't know what I've done in the last three years, but certainly, um, I don't know. We have peacocks that live in our neighborhood here in Long Beach. Uh, Somebody... No, so somebody back in the day like brought peacocks in for their Illegally estate over. in Palos, Palos Verdes, you know, just across the way there. Right. And um, they are loud. Like they make a racket in your neighborhood. And I think they were How like, well, it's pretty to have peacocks walking around. It, no, people, like, so this is funny. People were like, this is annoying. These peacocks are driving me crazy. I think somebody from Palos Verdes kidnapped the pet peacocks and brought them over to Long Beach and dropped them off here. And then like, are there's they like still a there? war. It, they're, they're super friendly. They're easy to like capture. And so what people get annoyed after like days and days of them making a racket in the neighborhood and they just pick them up and they take them to another neighborhood and drop them off. They could survive pretty much everywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, there's, there's, there's a little silent peacock wars in uh, Southern California here where we're trying to you need to go them. find a peacock. I don't know. I've never taken no part to the peacock I later just, today. I just have heard stories. Yeah, sure. <laughs> peacock thief, you and your wife stealing peacock and your peacocks in your free time. Okay. Enough about St. Peter's. We're rooting them for tonight. We got nothing else here. We've gone off the rails on this Friday. It's a fun Friday. Um, edges of the day locked in, taking the T-Wolves and I like the hurricanes. Thanks for being with us, not just today, but all week long here on Bet the Edge, powered by Points Bet. Richard Dinsick. I'm Sarah Perlman. We'll be back here on Monday. But until then, best of luck with all your bets and enjoy your weekend.
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. 